problem was Geronimo. I knew Cochise. He was a king. He was a wise ruler of his people. I knew Vittorio. He was a proud leader. And I know Geronimo, who doesn't want to lead or rule or be wise. He just wants to fight. I didn't start this trouble. The army killed the dreamer. He was calling for war. If the medicine man had come in peaceably, he'd be alive. There's no excuse for taking up arms against the United States Army. The Army is the best friend that Chiricahua ever had. You know it, and I know it. With all this land, why is there no room for the Apache? Why does the White Eye want all land? Somebody that thinks he's as tough as a nickel steak. But they all come to speed for the go Ray me. Now get this. We ain't partners. We ain't brothers and we ain't friends. My little brother was 15 years old. Think about that. You're waiting, you know. How about cutting heads? Oh, I get it. You want some kind of contest, huh? You're real smart boys. I guess maybe you'll have to kill me. When I was young, the white eye came and wanted to land in my people. When their soldiers burnt our villages, moved to the mountains. When they took our food, we ate thorns. When I took a wife, they killed her and my two little girls. But in our hearts, we never surrendered. We are charged with bringing in the renegade Apache Geronimo. We will accomplish this task. We will succeed. A lot of white eyes want to see Geronimo hanged for murder. Not murder. War. Whenever you're gonna fight with Apache, things go bad. You save the last bullet for yourself. You don't want to get taken alive. When an army of 5,000 couldn't defeat him... He's a warrior. Every bit born in battle. They sent one man to offer him peace. I want you to find Geronimo and make him this proposal. I don't think you or the government intend to keep this promise. Great Geronimo. I think you're nothing but a murdering red bat. You don't love who you're fighting for, and you don't hate who you're fighting against. Perhaps I could learn to hate with the proper vigor from you. Columbia Pictures presents an epic story of freedom, of honor, of a trust between two men. Jason Patrick, Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, and Wes Studi. I am Geronimo, an Apache. Who are you? Just a man. 
like you. Geronimo, a warrior, a leader, a legend. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Last Call of Torchies. Um, yeah, been a minute again. You know, real life stuff happens. Work, you Ooh. know, people falling down and illness, you know, whatever. Um, it is what it is, but I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill. With me, as usual, is Cameron Scott. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Weather in the storm, but doing good. Good. Great, great, man. And uh, as, as as usual, and uh, no lesser of a man, probably more of a uh, a hero, if you will, in, in um, amongst his people up of Nova, <laughs> of, of Nova Scotia, uh, Mr. Lee Russell. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I don't I don't know how stoic and uh, uh, resolved to my fate I am as uh, Geronimo was, but uh, yeah, I'm just like Geronimo. <laughs> how's your head wrap game? Uh, I I don't know. I I, I probably should uh, get a head wrap game when when I think about it because my bald head doesn't do good in the sun. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the plight of the 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 the, the, the white eye, I guess. Huh? Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, their words, not mine. Is all I'll say about that one. But uh, yeah, we're, we're covering yeah. Geronimo, an American legend, apparently a title that Walter Hill hates. Uh, but uh, that's what they called it when it came mm. out. Um, that is, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy with this, was he? He wasn't happy with the title and you know the cut of the film. We'll talk about all this, I'm sure. And um, yeah, this of course is directed by Walter Hill. <laughs> uh, story by John Milius, uh, screenplay by, by Larry Gross and uh, Walter Hill, I believe. Um, Got a big cast. I'm happy about in this one. Um, really kind of flowed together. Uh, Jason Patrick uh, apparently beat out Patrick Swayze to to play Sergeant Char- Char- uh, Lieutenant Charles uh, Gatewood. Uh, Gene Hackman as Brigadier General uh, George Crook. Um, the the spectacular Robert Duvall in this movie as mm-hmm. Al Sieber. Um, mm-hmm. West Duty as your titular Geronimo. Um, baby, baby, Matt, Matt Damon as Lieutenant Britton Davis. Yeah, I was surprised to see him here. I didn't realize he was in this. Yeah, you're you're your humble narrator as well in this movie. Um, Rodney A. Grant as Mangus, uh, Kevin Tyge, uh Brigadier General Delson Miles. Uh, lots of other character actors show up in this. You, you, you just turn around and say, "Holy shit." Is that, MC, mm-hmm. is that MC Ganey? And it is. You get really happy, you know. <laughs> yeah, you throw a rock and you accidentally hit Stephen McCaddy, and it's like, oh, hey. He's a- Jim Beaver shows up. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I forgot score by Ry Cooter, and I think it's one of my favorite Ry Cooter scores. It's, it, it sounds it sounds like an epic. And um, it's like, Honestly, it's probably the best part of the film for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get into all this stuff. I'm going to kick it to Lee first. Uh, initial thoughts on Geronimo, an American legend. Um, I like to see Walter Hill get a big budget and get to play with it. Um, I mean, this is around the time when he was getting big budgets for his films, like like off the success of the, the $50 million he got for another 48 hours. He's kind of still getting projects. Like he did a little one for himself, basically, with um, with Trespass, I guess. Um 
but then he goes and does this, which is like night and day production wise. And like, this is a big, like classic American Western kind of style film, big cinematic epic, almost kind of thing. Um, it is, it honestly feels a little odd seeing him do something like of this sort of scale. I'm, I'm kind of used to him being in tight cramped quarters and, uh, having shootouts and stuff like that. So this is a little different. Um, as you mentioned, all the great character actors in this just is amazing. Um, uh, I'm actually kind of glad Jason Patrick got the role over Patrick Swayze because that kind of helps Wes Studi be a little less buried than he already is in this cast, um, considering he's supposed to be the titular guy that we should all be paying attention to in this film, and he's like fourth build and doesn't have as much screen time as uh, Matt Damon and Jason Patrick do. Um, yeah, I I like this enough to recommend it, right? Like I'm we'll get into the details here as we talk about it, but um this movie does have a lot of problems and so it it's I I enjoyed it, but it was also a bit of a struggle to watch through in some parts for me. But uh like I said, we'll 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 get into it when we talk about it. All right, Cameron. Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way Lee does about this movie, I think. You know, I feel like it could uh, it could be a little better than it actually is, even though it is a more atypical kind of Western. Mm. It's something you would have seen in the 60s, except for it would have had a lot less, uh, <laughs> well, a lot less uh, Chuck Connors playing uh, Geronimo, <laughs> which we'll, uh, I think we'll talk about that at some point, too. <laughs> but, mm. but I think this is one of... Walter Hill's best looking films. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not one of his best films, but it's like, it, it, it's a good film. I'm not knocking it. I'm not, I don't want it to sound like I'm doing that, but uh, it's, it's beautifully shot. Some of those macro shots that they, he gets are just absolutely gorgeous. He, you know, he takes something that, that is just, you know, it, to me, like, I don't think they used uh, the, the production value of, 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 of things correctly. Like they, they kind of, underdressed some things but like when you look at the scope of this movie uh, the way it looks i guess i'm I'm probably the asshole in thinking that because it's just beautiful locations this takes this dark cold desert and just turns it into its own character uh i also think uh that the character geronimo is why why is he a fourth build (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get get that. Why, uh, you know, the, your titular character is is fourth build. It, it, it suffers from having too much of a an eclectic cast, but it, it's a double edged sword because I love everybody in it. Well, not everybody. There, there's one person I have a little bit of problem with, but I'll get into it. But what I've actually only seen this once before this viewing. I saw it in school. Uh, it was part of history class. Oh, really. <laughs> Yeah, and then they had us watch it. The, my history teacher, Mr. Hoover, had had us watch it in our uh, sophomore junior year. So I was not that impressed with it at the, at the time. I feel like I'm more impressed with it now. But we'll, mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get into more of that. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like in this case, it's just a let less was more. If that makes sense. No, I get it, guys. Uh, but but like um, you guys were saying, the location of this film, you know, real Utah, Arizona. You know they they were they were in this in this area you know shooting this movie. Yeah, he's using all the like the same sort of places John Ford would use in his classic westerns. Yeah, yeah. 
these all look great. And, you know, they're kind of sullied by a lot of, like, I guess, indoor dialogue, which is mm. necessary to move the, the, this, the, the plot along, because this is essentially, you know, the end of Geronimo's run to, to, to where mm-hmm. they... they I guess uh, make a deal w- w- with the American army to to say you know we're gonna work for you or we're gonna you know um, willingly go off to the reservations you know of course to get um, screwed over by their their American benefactors if you want to call them that is <laughs> that the yeah uh, there there is some yeah. like there is some like whitewashing unfortunately even this even though I will give this film credit i think it doesn't necessarily side with either side all that much uh, on this issue like uh as much as you know there, there's all the problems of imperialism and uh the you know the conquering europeans basically relocating and destroying a culture and pretty much close to genociding uh the native populations of uh the U.S. at the time and North America, really, if you if you want to count the entire thing, um, I, I feel like you know it, it doesn't necessarily go the road of like trying to paint Geronimo and the rest of the uh, native population as like the quote unquote noble savage. Like it, it it makes the point that there was plenty of atrocities committed by them as well, and they make the point of saying that it was done because they were at war for survival and you know sometimes uh really awful things uh, happen and awful things are committed by the people who are uh, being oppressed i mean you could take like modern parallels of like israel and palestine into account with something yeah, like this yeah. and just speaking more on like the uh, israel side of things like i was getting echoes eerily of like putting geronimo and his people on trains that felt a lot like uh, maybe they were kind of winking. Well, not winking. That, that's the wrong thing to say. Uh, put maybe alluding to uh, Jews being rounded up and put on trains uh, before World War II started. Um, so, like, there, there, there's, there's context and stuff going on here and here that I don't know if they necessarily snapped down on uh, enough. But you know they are trying for some things here and trying to be a bit more sensitive to the whole issues surrounding um, imperialism and the native genocide, basically. And uh, I think you know there's a better movie in here somewhere that they just didn't quite get to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like it's leaves and bounds better than the the what the sixty one or sixty two version. Oh yeah, with Chuck Connors. I mean, you mm-hmm. you tell like we made uh, leaps and bounds uh, in differences, you know, with how we portray these kind of things these days. But you know, when you were mentioning Lee, you know the the similarities with the loading them up on a train. That's mm-hmm. the first vibe I got. I was just like, woo, history does fucking repeat itself and history is not pretty. It was in the yeah. back of my brain too, that whole that whole um Holocaust train thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean it, it, when you think about it, it's really no different. Like Oh no, sure, it's no different. Whatsoever. I mean it, it's it's the exact same thing. It's a it's a whole it's a whole people basically being destroyed you know, some of them are being relocated and put in, in other places, but they're being put there to be put out of the way 
from the arriving conquerors basically they're they're there to they're being put out of sight and out of mind and like you get that later on when you know some of the um white guys that are friends with geronimo and you know riding companions with geronimo come to check on him and he's like you know the white men put us in these these parts of land here to be farmers and stuff but they put in in these like arid desert locations that hardly grow shit and our people are dying off and our people are getting restless and they're breaking the white man's laws that they've imposed on us and they're getting killed for it like it it's very um it's it's a, it's a hard thing to talk about like it's it's yeah. you know it's it's because they try hard not to whitewash things in this film which i give them credit for but they still can't get away from doing it a little bit like they use geronimo here is more of a cipher than a character like he's kind yeah, of a yeah he's kind of a symbol for oppressed peoples and they also have to mention though that oh the white people really like and respect him because he's one of the good ones essentially well, is it so, select white people is it the, not, not the yeah as a whole you know the, the white mm-hmm. eyes as a whole do not respect him but select white white eyes i respect him Mm, and, I, and I think that gets to my biggest problem with this film is, is that Wes Studi, he's great in this, don't get me wrong, but he is so limited in the material that he's given to work with here. Like, again, fourth build, he's the title of the damn film, and this is about the end of his life when he's already a beaten and kind of broken man for the most part. Like, I, I wanted to see the rise of Geronimo, the the warrior, the leader, the spiritual leader of his people, during these final years of, you know, the Apache uh, nation basically uh, existing. Um, was it Apache or Comanche? I probably fucked that up. I'm uh, sorry. Apache. But, uh, Apache. Yeah, pa- uh, Apache. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, so like, there's... Uh, this needs to be, like, a mini-series where you can have you can have Wes Studi playing, like, the, the older, wiser Geronimo, and you can have the younger guy cast in it as well, and... Uh, you can bring in other characters like the historical characters like Tom Horn and stuff like that, who was, you know, the famous bounty hunter who was actually one of the people who captured Geronimo and he's not in this film at all. Um, There's a lot of opportunities here and, you know, I I can't fault them. It's like, you know, they're kind of stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. Like you can't make a brutally honest film about this kind of subject matter in 1993. I, I don't think you can get away with it. I don't think you can get away with it as a two-hour film. Yeah, that's it, you know, true. Uh, it, it's a story that's bigger than you know, it's it's bigger than the confines that it's kept in. You know, even a two-hour mm-hmm. film is, you know, pretty long movie. I mean, most movies these days tend to be what three hours long anymore. But yeah. it's like you know, get this an eight or ten episode arc on as a as a mini series. I think would serve the the the, the material better. You know, the actual mm-hmm. history of it better. And you know, see the rise. I'm not just seeing, like you said, at the end of his life, where he was just he was he was half beaten already. Yeah. And, and I, I think the thing this movie, uh, I'm going to come right out and say that it suffers the most from is Matt Damon. Matt mm-hmm. Damon and his ceaseless, never-ending voiceovers. His, he 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 wasn't quite the, the actor he is today. Is this like he, not that I considered him to be a great actor, but. Still, still up behind the ears for sure. I think he did like mm-hmm. school ties before this. So that's about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just the the voiceovers just they needed to cut about half of them out. I didn't need that much of it explained to me. I could figure out what was going on. 
Yeah, I, I guess in uh, so like he's supposed to be the character that like wrote the account that this story is based upon. I guess is is the thing, right? Yeah, I think so, so, like the the voiceovers is some of the actual text from the book. Yeah, so and you know I get why they stuck Matt Damon in this role because he's you know the idealist young American character who like believes in what he's doing is right and all that stuff. And then of course he comes up against the hard realities of making choices in this world of shades of gray where no one's quite good and no one's quite evil kind of thing. And it been a breaks him and, you know, destroys some of his um, noble intentions or his beliefs in, in the nobility of the American spirit or whatever the fuck. Right. And yeah. like, and he, he can't be, a super strong character when you're making a film like this, like he's got to be kind of the POV character for the audience to get engaged in the story. But at the same time, it's Matt Damon in 1993, who is not quite up to par yet as an actor. And he's just, he's kind of wooden. He's kind of like milk toast. He's just kind of like almost not there. <laughs> milk so. toast is a good, good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. He he does play the role well. You know, who's this 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 guy who's twenty two years old, who ra- raised up in the ranks pretty quickly for twenty two years old, and yeah, is expected a lot of uh, you know blah blah blah, and you know like you said, see sees you know the darker side of do- doing what he thinks is the right thing and what you know his his army uh, oppressors think is the right thing, which is. <laughs> Using the Apache, you know, to to their own ends until it's not convenient for them anymore, and then, mm-hmm. you know, discarding them essentially. Yeah. Do you think I got a question for you guys? Do you think that the movie would be better if it was told from the point of view more more? I mean, it's more or less toward, toward uh, told through the point of view of Matt Damon's character, but if it was t- uh, told through Gatewood point of view uh jason patrick's character do you think it would actually um, I, I think that it would be a better way of doing it i don't know just actually i was thinking and and this just goes to speak to like how his performance kind of like pretty much outplays everybody else in the fucking cast i think i think robert duvall's character is the most interesting one to get a pov from mm. because he's the one who's you know the dyed in the wool kind of white I warrior basically right he's he's the he's like the polar opposite at least he's kind of depicted as like you know the opposite side of the of the uh of the uh thing when it comes to geronimo he's he's the white warrior who hunts apaches um and you know and he's a, he's a dyed in the wool racist basically you know he 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 kind of hates the them but respects them at the same time kind of thing like it's it's a more and considering they change his fate in this film. Like they change the historical facts and move him around a bit. So like the character of Al uh, Sieber that he plays in this did not die uh, the way he's de- it's depicted in this film. He died years later in 1907. He had a boulder fall on him when they were constructing. Oh the road. shit. Yeah. Like no shit. A boulder fell on him. Mm-hmm. I, so, I knew he died much later, but I didn't know that's how he went out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So like if you get, if you if you're gonna play with the character and you're gonna play with the facts and go fast and loose with it a little bit in that regard, make Robert Duvall the dyed in the wool white racist who learns to like respect and maybe even not hate Geronimo by the end of things. You know, like get his perspective, get him because then you can go through the different 
ideas and and feelings and themes and 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 the like as you know Robert Duvall's character sort of, sort of works through his own prejudices and bigotry and, it, and I think it makes a better story but I guess they're they're trying really hard to make this kind of a historical uh, epic like facts based thing and they didn't want to like go too deep into the the sort of characters themselves um so I, I don't know. It, again, there's just so many missed opportunities here that it's just like I'm, I'm watching this film. I'm like, oh, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do this? Why is this happening? Like uh, I kept asking too many questions as I was going through the film, and that's usually not a good thing. Uh, I, I, I need the scene, you know, the, the wound comparison scene like in Jaws. Yes. Between Al Sieber and Geronimo talking about – I got this from one of your people in 1848 Arizona Territory. You know, this shot yeah. to the shoulder. Because he's, he's talking about how many wounds he's got. Apparently it was a lot more wounds in real life. 20, 27 or something like that he had in total? Something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. He had, like, Cole Younger numbers up on him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I needed that scene. Like, just to have a good laugh. Like, yeah, these two old guys, you know, who've been, you know, war-torn and... Been, been around the block everywhere, just just comparing scars and um. But I, I like Al Sieber for, for a lot of reasons because, like you said, he, he's kind of racist and bitter, you know, a little bit. But at the same time, you know, every wound he has, he respects. He respects the kind of the, the guy that kind of gave it to him. Like like mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like your style, Geronimo. You know, you, you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> In a way, he kind of gives him that look though and that, that kind of reaction. You know when he first when they first meet up in the, in, the, in this particular movie, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I kind of like that about that character and that it, it makes him really shine in this movie. And it's fucking Robert Duvall. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need much help shining. I know people, but um, oh no no, no. He, like he's, he's great in this movie though for sure. Yeah, one of like the he, best death scenes ever. Like the oh way yeah, he, he fades away on screen and that gives you chills. Yeah, never thought I'd go like this, you know, or whatever he says, die in front of Apache, you know, like. And then he's just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to sleep here. I'm going to rest for uh, a couple of minutes and just yeah. slowly closes. I was like, damn, cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. I like it. They got a similar how about the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, how, how about that fucking gunfight when the, like the bounty hunters run into Geronimo and, and his white friends in the, in that, uh, that bar or whatever. That, like, oh Yeah they have that standoff and it's just like, Oh, there's the Walter Hill. I know when, yeah, when that yeah. fucking shootout happens. Yeah. <laughs> real, real, it's got, it's got my boy, Steve McCaddy in it, man. Mm-hmm. Real, real gangster shit right there in a bar. Yeah. That really felt like a real Walter Hill scene. Yeah. <laughs> now was yeah. that, was that a precursor? Was that torchies in 1800s? Was <laughs> I explain this torchies is dead to me now. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, if I don't see a sign, it's not Torchies. And uh, so, you know, Walter Hill's failed me again. <laughs> I don't want to say insert firewater joke here, you know, but... Uh, oh. It could, it could be, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be a last call and don't drink the firewater because uh, it could be... But this is It's not that, that, not that kind of race in this movie. We're not, going, yeah. we're not going to Chuck Connors territory in this movie, you know? <laughs> I need a stone-faced dude to play the Native American. Chuck, you fit the bill. Come on, let's go, you know? Yeah. No, Nobody will recognize you from Rifleman. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never Oof. watched it. I, I'm just, I'm just, 
I, I, I'm curious now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's about as good as you expect a historically inaccurate film about uh, with a white guy in red faces. You can hope. We, I guess we accept that uh, Christopher Lee is um, with Charlie Chan. Was that the that the the role? He oh played? yeah. No, uh, Fu, Fu Manchu. Oh, Fu Manchu, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Fu Manchu. <laughs> I forget. But yeah, uh, what they love about this film is, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who loves squibs, and there's still squibs apparent oh, in yeah. this movie, you know? Yeah. The, the, oh, wide, yeah. the wide uh, battle shots in the desert, you just see the, 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 the hits coming out of their backs, and you get really excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, the way it's filmed, the color palette that uh, Hill sort of chooses for this, like, everything's kind of like washed out gold and earth tones and stuff like very you know deserty locations and everything and then when that when that red comes out of people it pops yeah that that's pretty awesome and the, the horse the horse um the horse play the horse play in this movie no the the, the way that uh, <laughs> the actors here yeah exactly have a day if you will um the, the way they handled the horse this movie is 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 pretty cool um, mm-hmm. I guess Jason Patrick. That's one of the one of the big reasons why uh, he he was cast is the way he was able to handle the horse and it, it shows on screen. I think there's a scene where they said where he was uh, the horse fell on him or he fell with the horse and he hoisted himself back up on the horse and um, yeah, hmm. it, it all it all looks good. Um, it's hard to fire a gun from a horse, but they 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 the the, the Apache make it look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, West Studio himself is drawn. We, we we didn't talk a lot about him because you know he's fourth build, but that's not not, not a reason not to talk about him. I, I'd say that the second time I watched this film, um, it didn't have the hard coded hard coded Navajo subs with for for the English speaking people. Yeah, uh, I watched it too without the subs. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm missing probably a lot of context, but at the same time, it's still like Geronimo's barely in the film. It feels like mm-hmm. so. But the, the laser disc I watched did have the hard coded subs on there, so that was nice. Helpful. So I got to watch that first. Uh, and, and Geronimo as <laughs> a, a character is um he he's kind of a kind of dumped on in this movie because essentially he, he is uh, the anti Josie Wales. He essentially says, "Okay, last of my people, you know the army is going to take care of us, you know, like they promised." Wink, wink. But he's still, mm-hmm. he's still, you know, stoic and somewhat. Um, I'm looking for a word here. Wary uh, of his his white captors, if you will. Yeah. To to the point of it, where his his people are questioning it too. Even when um, Matt Damon is doing his whole schmeal to the Navajo people about, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna weed out the bad ones that ruined the Navajo's good name. Uh, wh- what do you intend to do with these 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 bad Navajo? And what's going to be the reaction to these, these, what you're going to do to them, you know? Mm. Yeah, because he says, yeah, you're, you have no plans on, like, keeping your uh, your word to these people, do you? You're like, they're not going to be there two years. Yeah. And then you find out the, in, in the ending, you, especially when they're on the train, they're having their conversation. Again, stuff Lee couldn't, re- couldn't understand because the subtitles weren't there. You know, they're basically, you know... Treating uh, Geronimo like I hate to use this phrase, an Uncle Tom, if you will, mm-hmm. of 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 the, of the white the white man, their white oppressors, and he led them to this fate, which essentially led them to the the end of his life because he, he essentially w- went to Florida 
and was never allowed to leave again until he died 28 years later. Yeah, although I guess I guess he died like a wealthy landowner or something along those lines. Like he didn't die in squalor or anything, but oh, yeah. he was. But but yeah, you you make the the Uncle Tom kind of thing. Um, it's it's kind of interesting to see that uh, because you know throughout a, a bunch of the film, uh, Geronimo himself is like you know chastising other Indian fellow natives, uh, you know, working as like scouts and stuff helping uh, the white guys hunt down Geronimo and his people. So he finds himself at the end kind of put in that same position. Although I, I guess he justifies it by like, well, I'm keeping my race alive, basically. Like, it's either this or we all get wiped out. So, but, it, 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 you know, there's no easy, there's no easy answers to a lot of the stuff that is brought up in this. There's, there's still no easy answer. There was a, uh, Supreme Court case that just got churned down. Uh, apparently, I, I forget which nation uh, that, 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 of course, is still exist are still fighting for water rights because of a law from 1868. Mm. That's that's pretty uh, fucked up, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> We're even like trying to enforce laws from 1868 is baffling to me. Uh, I mean, we we get we get all the same problems up here too. As you know, plenty of plenty of reservations in Canada, you know, is where, oh, here's a piece of good news. This reservation finally has semi-clean drinking water. It's like, God damn it. It's 2023, yo. Yeah. So guess what? Most of your kids aren't, like, getting high huffing gasoline behind, like, reservation houses and stuff. Like, God damn. It's just, it's, 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 it's all, you know, imperialism, not a great thing. Just going to put it out there. Uh, if you are native and you're listening to this, I know this is three white guys talking about native problems, but uh, yeah, this is three white guys who feel for your situation. So you know, uh. yeah, not gonna not gonna sit here and pretend I I know I know what a what a, a native person's problems are, but uh, I mean you, you can definitely see them for I mean outside looking in. I, I'm I'm part Cherokee. But I'm so, but I, I as a white man in 2023, you know, and I am saying white man, I don't know anything, even mm-hmm. though I'm more Cherokee doesn't mean doesn't mean I know anything. What it's like, it was a, like you said, imperialism, not a fucking great thing. No. Oh yeah. By the way, guys, um, I watched another Geronimo film, but before I watched this Toronto film, I just kept I just kept it playing. Because apparently there was another a Geronimo TV movie that that goes into you know the early years that you're talking about Lee, uh, okay. Geronimo, and it's got exponentially more native actors in it, and mm-hmm. it's it's not bad. But uh, apparently that came out like five days or, or before or after this movie came. Oh, that's the that's the Turner Network one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that's the one where Walter Hill is like. Oh hey, the better movie came out five days later. Why would anyone go and see my fucking movie? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah. He, he, apparently, there's a, a cut that's like twelve minutes longer that that he he feels is the good cut that he was hoping it when when it came to home video, it was going to be released, but it never got released. And for, from from what I could, from from what I've seen, has still not been released. So maybe it might come on like a a later a later. Uh, release of this maybe kino put a disc out and it'll be on there yeah i have faith in you know i don't know if 12 minutes is gonna fix this though Uh. like it's but i mean 
I mean, I don't know I, that it hurt it, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like. I, I think I seem to recall like when I was just sort of skimming the trivia. Isn't there something about how like Walter Hill wanted this to be named like something to do with actually Charles Gatewood instead? Like it was supposed to be more his story, like dealing with Geronimo, than it was like about Geronimo. And they kind of like I think that's part of the thing the studio changed on him, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it kind of is, you know, it's, it's more, more like a story about, you know, the, the, them transitioning to, I guess they're, they're American, you know, mm-hmm. well, they're, 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 I guess, uber American, uh, people. And he's a big, he's a big linchpin of making, uh, especially Geronimo trust, trust the white eye. And, you know, yeah. even Gene Hackman, who, mm-hmm. even when they're, they're killing everybody, you know, that they protect their land and, protect themselves they have that 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 moment before they start taking all the all the photos which i i will say that um a lot of the um, a lot of the clothing that they, they wear in this movie the 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 Navajo, the the apache is uh taken from the actual photos so it's, it's pretty it's pretty period accurate i guess from, that's cool from what they were wearing even in that scene though he, he's like you know what yeah, you, you've killed all these people we, we've killed your people you know, he basically offered him a plea deal, you know, to spend mm-hmm. two years in Florida. Yeah, that's what it was, a plea deal. That was the phrase I've been searching for since I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I just um, waited, waited, waited to see, you know, what was going to happen there. But, yeah, it's more about, you know, the white eye and their plight with the Apache. And that's and that's unfortunate. It kind of took a lot away from, you know... Geronimo's disappointment in in his his the, the the white eyes and you know his his struggle with his people because he essentially said you know what this is gonna work out and you know what it fucking didn't work out and he he took he took a lot of shit from those people I'm sure mm-hmm. Be- because of his his trust in these people that really didn't uh, didn't really happen yeah he wanted to call it the Geronimo War and um, yeah okay so that makes more sense. The conception was you make the film from the last time he came out, came in and broke off and was sent away. He said the last time he broke off off the reservations. This has been a re- recurring pattern. I thought that would be more accurate. He's not wrong about that, but you had, had to sell um, this epic uh, Geronimo, you know, and the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the surname, and you had to sell it to theaters, and you know. It looks better on a poster, to tell you the absolute truth. In in, in this situation, I, I guess that works in that sense. And mm-hmm. yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, yeah, you got you got this period where you know you got all these like sort of post unforgiven westerns coming out, right? And you know you you're getting like big ones. You're getting like eventually you'll you have Wild Bill uh, from Walter Hill, right? And then like you get you know the White Earp one, Tombstone. They're all about you know big. Western legends and characters like that, you know, all of a sudden sort of popping up. So it's like it's kind of capitalizing on that trend, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was all in the wake of Unforgiven. They're like, oh, we can make a Western and make it good again. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, Gene Hackman's like doing like half of them, you know. (laughs) He's in this, he's in Quick and the Dead and Unforgiven, you know. He did play a bunch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but according to this, you know, John Milius, his 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 original screenplay included a lot more of Geronimo's early years, but was later revised by Hill and Larry Gross. Uh, um, he says this movie certainly presents a more a more heroic view of Geronimo, and 
Yeah, until they, they, they cut him down and, yeah, just break his spirit. But like you said, he was a, a wealthy landowner when he when he died. I'm not sure what what point his uh, his native uh, brothers and sisters were at after when they died. Probably most of them penniless, I'd imagine, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, this is this is good though. Like you were mentioning, the Rye Cougar score, it really made it feel more epic. And I think I wouldn't say better than it would have been, but he he really reached it to to refer, to, to to make it feel like an epic. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it's one of his best pieces of work. I think it's really good. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I think that that epic should have been. A little more inclusive of something like like we mentioned, and you know, but I, I I'd say is it was good. Go go seek out that 1993 um, t- t- TNT Geronimo film. We can mm. you can watch that and then watch this because you can get the early life and and the the later life of Geronimo. You know, consider it like a prequel. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know that works. I mean, I don't hate this film at all. I I think it I think it's fine. I I just think you know it's. It's one of those ones that could have been way better than it is, but it, you know it's still like, as far as as a Walter Hill film, you know, lower middle of the pack for me kind of thing is kind of where I'm sitting at it, right? Like it's, it it's it's got some of the elements that I'm I'm always here for when it when it comes to Walter Hill, and then it, it reaches for some things that Walter Hill usually doesn't reach for, and I think you know as a production it looks fucking great. It's amazing. He gets to play with a lot of stuff, uh, so that's that's fun, and it's got great actors in it. So, you know, on the technical side of things, it's it's still pretty friggin' brilliant and worth watching. So, um, I, I got I got to mention my, my West Tootie love because I, I I don't I feel that I love him for the wrong reasons sometimes <laughs> because I, I watched him in, in like I guess what some would consider the 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 lesser part of his career, but I don't think so. Because any, any role that he plays, you know, because I saw Street Fighter first, obviously, mm-hmm. and in Deep Rising, and you know, him as oh Deep Rising, him as um oh what is his name in in, in Mystery Men, the underrated Mystery Men. He's, oh yeah, he's in that movie. You ever want to see uh, Tom Waits uh, hit hit on a, an older lady? You can watch that. Movie. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of delightful. But he um he he has wonderful chops even when he's doing the cheese and he he plays it really well in this movie and um he plays it really well even today I I love a show that I keep recommending people watch on FX called Reservation Dogs um hmm. the the great uh, Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi made this show and and fought for this native cast that's mostly native there might be like one white person in the whole thing and oh yeah this is essentially like a standby me if it took place on in a, in a reservation town with a bunch of native kids and this comes on fx uh the last season's coming very soon but he shows up on there and he he's really wonderful on there and mm. i can't i can't i can't say the praises of this show enough to, to check it out but yeah, he, he just continues to shine even even today so it's something something about him stayed with me and i think that uh yeah, roles like this, and of course, Last of the Mohicans, the ones that everybody knows. Um, See, that was the first thing I saw him in. Yeah, it's Last of the Mohicans. I first think thing I, I, first thing yeah. I saw him in it was his bit part in Heat. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, right. I think well, God, a lot, a lot of folks had bit parts in Heat, man. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to keep track. 
Oh, he's fucking God. Tom Noonan's up in there. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, Sorry, couldn't help myself. You're, you're okay, man. I'm gonna start crying now just because you know. <laughs> uh, I've done my job, sir. There's there's that point in that film to where you know he knows he's going into limbo, but she doesn't know, and they you know she's reading the words, and he's like, "Yep, I gotta go now," you know. Mm-hmm. That, that, Thank, that, thanks, that, kid. That, that look that Noonan gives her, like, yeah, hey, I'm leaving, but I love you. You know, it, it hits you right in the heart every time. It just punches you in the gut. You know? Yeah, every time. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, Dutch. Yes, hello, Duchess. The cat is in the room. I apologize for that, but uh, she is what she is. Uh, anything else you guys want to say, Cameron? I'll kick it to you, brother. Uh, you know. I don't want to. I just wanted to come off that I was being overly harsh on this. I just. Uh, I, I started off not liking it when I saw it when I was in high school, and thus never watched it again. And now I'm kind of disappointed in myself for not giving it another chance. You know, between then and now, I mean, then 30 years, I should have given it another chance. Uh, it's it's not a bad film. It's just when you come off as one that I really love, like. Uh, trespass and going into another one that I really love, like Wild Bill. It's, this one's just kind of a lull in the Hill lineup. It just feels like I don't know, like I, it feels like he was trying to be Hollywood, if that makes sense. So mm. that's where it kind of falls a little bit disappointing. But I like it much more now as an older adult. Uh, you know, just for being a, a beautiful film and beautifully shot. It and then the Ray Cooter score. Deserves one more mention. That uh, deserves another mention. Uh, it's it's really great, but then again, does Ray Cooter really make a bad score? Not really. No. no. But uh, no. But yeah, I'd, I'd leave it at that. Cool, Lee. I think I said all I need to say. You know, white guy in 2023 complaining about how non woke a 30 year old movie is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know it. It's it just it needed more Geronimo. That's the problem. Like. Because, you know, West Duty rocks it. And if we got more of him and a little less of like, oh, how do the white people feel about Geronimo? This probably would have been a way better movie. Uh, oh, Matt Damon's sad. Yeah, Matt Damon's sad. <laughs> but, you know, you know it, it uh, again, technically it's a brilliant movie. It looks great. It it does have some of those cool Walter Hill moments that, that you're there for if you're a big fan of Walter Hill. You know, there's some good gunfight and horse action and stuff like that as well it, it, it's got enough in it to you know keep your attention for the two hours which is the big thing and uh you know f- for whatever you know thematic and story elements it kind of falls short uh with there's still plenty to like here so uh you know i, I give it you know a bare pass kind of recommendation thing you know you should watch it yeah it's like we said you know i i, I the the our native our native hero slash Patsy slash uh, again. I don't want to use the phrase that other phrase again, but you you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, is outshined by his uh, his white actors. But it, it's all it's part of the story, you know, and the story they're trying to tell. And uh, so it's not done in in a bad light or in a bad way. It's just uh, if 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 you I I'd almost want to say. If if you want to see that story, go go watch that story about the early early Geronimo years. This is kind of like the your, your end of the line Geronimo years, and it's an it's an it's an epilogue yeah. kind of. If you're not feeling like the, I wouldn't even call it an afterthought. It's just kind of like this is this is this is the end. This is where Geronimo kind of gave up a little bit, but at the same time, 
didn't give up because he, he seen he seen the writing on the wall and he was uh, wary of it the whole time. Even in the yeah, even in the, the 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 culture clash moments of this movie, one of my favorite scenes is where you know he looks through um, uh, Jason Patrick's uh, binoculars to to, to get a sight uh, of what he's looking at. He, he they compare they compare uh, sight uh, accoutrements. Mm-hmm. That boy uses blue crystal. I mean, Patch uses blue crystal, and you know that, that's talking about it that way, and it kind of remind me of a. Uh, Good old lone Wadi. He's like, I only have this piece of rock candy. It's not <laughs> worth much. It's more for like looking through where where the line is, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 good though. I I I I got a lot more enjoyment out of uh, a historical film than, than I I ever thought I would in this movie. So if you have a kid that doesn't want to watch like the the four hour epic of uh, whatever, which you know I I watch some four hour films and they still really work like. Lawrence of Arabia is a masterpiece because you know what? Mm. It's it's super long, but it flows, man. It flows mm-hmm. really well. Um, I didn't feel the two hours though, which I, I got to give Walter Hill that. It, it didn't feel like a long movie. It just felt like one event after another that lead that led into the final event. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit though. Um, not 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 um. Not bad, just not, not perfect, man. I I, I wouldn't say because yeah, it doesn't have a lot of gangster shit in it, except for that one bar scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Walter, you know, I, I I'm going to send him a letter, by the way, with our with our show art, and hopefully he'll sign a few for the fellas here. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, I, I'm going to tell him that, that we have this this little show uh, all about him, and you know, hope hope he gives it a listen. <laughs> so I'll let you know. That that would... I'll let you know how it turns out, guys. You know. Yeah, right on. I love free stuff, Walter. If if you're gonna sign something and send it to me, I'll be great. Free, free yeah. shit rules, man. But um, next up, uh, we're staying in the Western world for for a couple more movies, actually. Yeah, uh, we're, we're talking about Wild Bill from 1995. Uh, next up, uh, I think it's my uh, I think it's my Patreon pick this yeah, time. Yeah, for, for 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 the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges, Ellen Barkin is back again. Um, John Hurt, Diane Lane is back again, which I forgot about. Uh, Keith Carradine is back again. David Arquette makes his his uh, debut. Chrissy Applegate makes her debut. Uh, the Dernsey, the uh, Bruce Dern is back again. Mm. Oh, uh, see, James Remar back James, again. James Remar back again. Now I I was going to mention this during this review. This film needed a little more. It needed some James Gammon in it, you know, just 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 a classic <laughs> joint. But he comes up in the next movie as California Joe, so. I'm going to get my wish for the next movie, you know? Nice. Nice. <laughs> so that's next up. And then the Patreon pick after the one that I'm going to announce that is the next Patreon pick, um, we'll get into on the Patreon show, I'm sure. But um, mm-hmm. like I said, next up, Wild Bill. Uh, next episode, will that be that, of course? I, I, I mentioned that again. This is me to be stammering now, see? <laughs> for, for From lack of sleep. <laughs> But this has been Last Call of Torchies, and uh, we'll see you all again soon. Bye-bye. Adios.